0: Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast, brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, we'll be diving into the healing properties of rhodochrosite, which is a great crystal for emotional support and release. But before we get started, I'd like to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question comes from Tyler and Tyler asks, "Have you discussed Cola? It's my new favorite and I feel like I'm drawn to it, but I don't know what the benefits are though." Well, Tyler, you are in luck. We will actually be talking about Chryscola a few episodes from now in one of our upcoming healing properties episodes, so stay tuned. Um, that should be out within the next month or two. And I'm really excited to share about this one with you. It's actually one of my favorite crystals too. So super excited to get to chat about that. So stay tuned for that. And Tyler also says, I have trouble knowing what Sources are trustworthy when it comes to learning about crystals. And this is so understandable, Tyler. There is so much conflicting information and, you know, just a lot to wade through. And, you know, even people that have been doing this a long time, we can, like myself, we can still occasionally get something wrong or be misinformed. It happens from time to time. Um, there's kind of, you know, no way around that just every so often we are going to think we know something and then we learn something new and, um, that's important. But in, in terms of overall trustworthy sources to learn about crystals, you know, I'm a huge proponent of always trusting your inner guidance, right? That's a big thing that should inform the way that you work with crystals a lot. But when you're turning to someone else for support, I would say, you know, look at how they learned about crystals, ask them, you know, where did you learn about crystals? How long have you been doing this? That kind of thing. And this actually ties into the next question from Tyler. So Tyler, you're right on track. Tyler says, how long have you been studying crystals and stones? Um, So I will get to that in just a moment, but that's definitely a good question to ask anyone that you're wanting to learn from. And here's the thing, like, I think we tend to put people like up on a pedestal, right? And want to say, okay, they're like the greatest expert of all time. And that's who I want to learn from. And yes, that's important, but also look at someone's like style of teaching or sharing information. I'm very much like... Yes, I've been doing this a long time. Yes, I definitely know a lot about crystals, but I'm always still learning more. And my approach to learning, I feel like is more communal. Um, I'm kind of like, hey... I'm exploring this thing. Come explore with me. Come learn with me. Let me share what I've been doing and then I want to hear from you. So this is one of the reasons I love chatting with people like on Instagram and stuff like that. I just, I really like that connection. I really like the community that we have um, within my CCH program. I'm always learning new things from my students. And I think that's really important too. So finding someone to learn from who is also always still themselves learning. Uh, So sources of great information are, of course, this podcast. I have some great videos on my YouTube channel that I frequently also post over to Facebook or Instagram to make things easy for people. Um, And then there is also my crystal healing certification program. And I would highly, highly recommend Nicholas Pearson. You can follow Nicholas on Instagram at the Luminous Pearl. And I was actually just chatting with Nicholas this morning. It is Sunday, mid-May, and we were chatting on there, um, as as we do (laughs) from time to time. And he has been doing the most phenomenal series of videos on TikTok and Instagram, all about Um, common misunderstandings or blatant misinformation within the crystal community. And he's been clearing things up about some of these largely held misconceptions. And some of these are like old misconceptions that just go back, you know, a long time. And some of them are new, like TikTok trends and stuff like that, that are just not quite accurate. So uh, I would highly recommend heading over to Instagram and also giving Nicholas a follow. So you can check out his amazing videos at the luminous pearl. And while you're there, don't forget to check out his website because he has some amazing, amazing books published as well. And I can highly recommend all of them—they're—they're they're all phenomenally good. Um, especially his most recent book, Crystal Basics, is great if you're just starting out with crystals. Uh, and then, of course, you can find my books as well: Crystals for Energy Healing and Cosmic Crystals. So, back to Tyler's question: How long have I been studying with crystals and stones? Um, So I took my first professional training in 2007, Tyler, and that was Melody's Love is in the Earth laying on of stones workshops. And I became a certified Love is in the Earth practitioner. And then I went on to take my instructor training with Melody um, and some additional workshops with Melody and workshops with tons of other people like Naisha Asian, Judy Hall, Dale Walker, um, and countless others. I've I've actually taken over a hundred crystal trainings. So that first professional one started in 2007. uh, But before that, long before that, I was reading books and then when the internet became a thing, um, learning more online and, you know, I remember the like late nineties websites about crystals that would just be like, you know, all kinds of little gifts and horrible background colors, not contrasting well with text. Um, <laughs> I said that they were really hard to read, but all that stuff with just like lists and lists of crystals and their properties or things like that. And so, yeah, I've, I've been doing this a long time. It's something I enjoy, Um, But again, something that I don't think the learning ever really stops, just like anything that we're truly passionate about. So Tyler, thank you so much for those questions. I really appreciate it. And I hope that was helpful and definitely stay tuned several episodes from now for more information on Chrysocola. The Crystal Healing Certification Program is coming soon. Want to know more? For info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com. Well, that leads us to our main topic for today, the healing properties of rhodochrosite. Now, as you know, I always like to start these healing properties episodes with an affirmation for working with each crystal. And here's what came through for rhodochrosite. I'm going to warn you, it might seem like a strange one. It's definitely a little bit different than most of them, Um, but I will explain in just a moment. So here's the affirmation. I call forth my inner crystal healer and I go deeper with my crystals than ever before. Now, that might seem weirdly specific, but here's the thing. Rhodochrosite has this ability to open us to such deep compassion and empathy. And if you know about the way that I teach and the way that I view healing work, um, it rests on the three pillars of my crystal immersion method. So there's intuition, compassion. And confidence. And I feel like our compassion, our empathy, the thing that connects us to the world, that connects us to humanity, is so important for our work and our growth as healers. So it really ties into this affirmation about calling forth your inner healer and connecting with your crystals in a deeper way. Now, rhodochrosite um, in historical use has been said to stimulate memory, uh, but I've found it really helps encourage you to rise to your full potential. So, you know, I don't mean this in like a dream chasing, running yourself ragged, exhausting yourself kind of way. This isn't about like pushing yourself, um, you know, into uncomfortable territory, it's just being honest and kind of looking at areas of your life and going, what do I really want for myself? And this is like your full potential, meaning what you want for yourself, creating that vision that you have for how you want to live your life, focusing on things that are important to you. So really getting you in tune with that heart space, opening up your heart center and helping you live in alignment with that. It's also a great crystal for helping you balance light and shadow. So, you know, yes, appreciating the things that bring you joy, that make you feel happy, that you feel positive about, but also understanding yourself on all levels and finding the gift in your shadow, not turning it away, not looking at it as something that needs fixing, but really just appreciating all parts of yourself. And again, this is really Tapped into that kind of um, idea of compassion and this deep, unconditional love that rhodochrosite tends to bring out. It's also a crystal to help you find inner peace, and it does this by providing a lot of comfort and support for you, even during difficult times, during challenging times. It's also known for instilling confidence for healing emotional wounding and helping with emotional balance. And in healing sessions, it's a great crystal for kind of smoothing energy. So what the heck do I mean by that? Well, anytime you do a lot of energy work, the energy field tends to shift and change a little bit. And so, um, Frequently the way that I teach energy work and crystal healing, I teach my students to kind of smooth out the energy fields when they're done working and rhodochrosite having it in the space is great or even better in your hands can really help with this process. And it just makes um, everything that happened during the healing session be a little bit easier for your client to integrate. Now, if you've never seen rhodochrosite, you definitely will want to look at the video that I've created for you this week. It's just a really short, real style video. Uh, It is on the blog, so loveandlightschool.com slash blog. You can check out the Healing Properties of Rhodochrosite blog there and see the video with tons of tantalizing pieces of rhodochrosite. From my personal collection and of course i'll also post that video to facebook and instagram at love and light school and if you want to pop over leave me a comment send me a message let me know what you think i'd love to hear from you but you can check out all different shapes and sizes and beautiful patterns of this pink and white lacy banded crystal And it really can range from kind of a soft baby pink to a deep rosy pink, or even a translucent gemmy magenta. And I'd really encourage you to take a look at that video and see if you can spot the gemmy pieces of Argentinian rhodochrosite there, because they are stunning. Rhodochrosite connects with the energy centers of the root and the heart and the zodiac signs of Taurus. Cancer, and Pisces. It's related to the elements of earth and fire. You can definitely see a little bit of both of these come through. And its companion flower is the stargazer lily. If you get a rhodochrosite crystal and a stargazer lily together, it's like a match made in heaven. You can see that like, I I swear, it's like, I don't know how better to explain it, but a stargazer lily is almost like rhodochrosite in flower form. Like it is just a perfect match. It has such a sweet fragrance and really, again, um, helps you tap into your heart space. So excellent companion. The companion essential oil for rhodochrosite is geranium and the companion stone is rhodonite. And I want to pause here and talk about, you know, a lot of people get rhodonite and rhodochrosite confused because they're both pink they both start with roto, which means rose so it is a little easy um, to get them confused when you know you're just having a hard time keeping them straight but rhodochrosite has pink and white kind of lacy banding whereas rhodonite is either solid pink or it can have Um, often black veining or brown veining, or sometimes kind of gray or black mottled spots. But once you get used to seeing these two side by side, it's really easy to tell them apart. The most common origins of rhodochrosite are Argentina, China, and Colorado in the United States. And I actually have a video on my YouTube channel and it's quite old. It's from like nine years ago. It's from 2012, and it was a video that I took while visiting um, the Denver Museum of Nature and Science in Colorado back in 2012, and I actually do a little video tour through the museum specimens of these rhodochrosite crystals. It's a tour of basically the Sweet Home Mine and the Alma King, which are these like really well-known deposits of rhodochrosite. Um, So you can see like a recreation of the Sweet Home Mine. It is absolutely amazingly stunning to see these massive rhodochrosite crystals. And again, you'll have to forgive the quality of the video. Um, I filmed it on what I'm pretty sure was my very first iPhone again, like nine years ago. And so you can see the size and the scale of them and the intensity of color of these super gemmy pink crystals. And they really, really are just stunning so um please give that a look even though it's it's a bit old uh i think it's still worth checking out if you can't make it to denver to visit that museum yourself so in the second half of the video i show the alma king which is one specific crystal that was discovered in colorado's sweet home mine in about 1990 1991 and it's the world's largest rhodochrosite crystal. So definitely give that a look. It is gorgeous. So if you want to see that video, you can just um, head over to YouTube and look for my channel, Love and Light School, and just do a search for Colorado's rhodochrosite crystals from the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. So after that little tangent um, I did want to share a little bit more about rhodochrosite. So like rhodonite, similar to rhodonite, the companion crystal for rhodochrosite, rhodochrosite is an ore of manganese. Now, although they're again, really similar in color, you can usually tell them apart. They also have different growth habits. So rhodochrosite, um, frequently forms in kind of a stalactitic type shape, so it shows really distinctive circular banding when it's sliced. That's pretty cool. You'll see those in the video that I'm posting this week. I have a few small pieces of that. They look like a really cool like tree ring slices, but all in pink and white. They can also take on that deep, dark, magenta, almost red, gemmy, semi-translucent form. Now, if you didn't know this, another name for rhodochrosite, an older name, is Inca Rose. And it's said in some historical sources that the Incan people believed it to be the petrified blood of ancestral kings and queens. And they use this stone for funerary jewelry and items. It often is found near silver ore. So sometimes you'll even see these two combined into jewelry and ornate items. Um, there are still really large quantities of rhodochrosite that were left behind in ink and silver mines even after all of these artistic pieces and adornments had been created. As part of the silver mining industry, um, it's kind of interesting. There's, there are several chemical constituents in rhodochrosite that supposedly interfere with silver mining, probably with the smelting process. So in the U.S. and Europe, rhodochrosite as a byproduct from the silver mining industry used to get tossed into the slag heap, the rubble pile, until modern rock hounds started picking it up for collector specimens and jewelry and other decorative uses because of its color rhodochrosite is the national stone of argentina where some of the very best specimens in the world come from and in south america it's even said that somewhere under the andes mountains lies a giant heart-shaped piece of rhodochrosite which beats once every 200 years so some really interesting mythology and lore there so quite an interesting crystal And I hope that you learned a lot from the show today. Um, I'm going to skip over our trending this week segment this week, since I feel like the main topic was a little bit longer than normal today. So we will pick back up with that next week. And as always, I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. Do you feel intuitively called to work more deeply with your stones? To grow your confidence, knowledge and connection to crystal energy beyond what you can learn on your own? Our award-winning crystal healing certification program will take you from crystal lover to a confident, certified crystal healer and help you discover your soul's path and crystal purpose. Maybe you want to deepen your personal spiritual practice by connecting more deeply to your stones. Or maybe you're already working with crystals but you want to learn some more advanced energy healing techniques wherever you're at on your crystal journey the love and light schools cch program can help you become the confident and intuitive crystal healer you know you could meet are you ready to listen to the nudges from the universe and take the next steps on your crystal journey our cch program is here to support you every step of the way If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com/blog. And of course, if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating And a review over at loveandlightschool.com/slash iTunes. When you leave ratings and especially reviews, it helps other listeners find the show, which I really appreciate. This is something I just do uh, because I love it for the joy of doing it. We don't have any, like, you know, paid advertisements or sponsors or anything like that. So, um if you would take a moment to leave a review in lieu of having to listen to ads or promotions or anything like that i'd be super super grateful again head over to loveandlightschool.com/itunes to share a bit about what you think about the show and we've gotten quite a lot of really amazing reviews lately and i'm so so grateful So I wanted to give a big shout out to Candle Love, who says, love it. I'm totally binging them all ASAP. So thank you so much for taking the time to write a review for leaving a five star rating. I really, really appreciate it. And even though the show has been reviewed about 350 times, I read every single one of these reviews and check out the ratings. So it means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool. The content provided on or through our website or podcast makes no claims for specific or general health or health results, and should not be used to examine, diagnose, or treat any medical condition, prescribe medications, make claims for specific or general healing or health results, or as a substitute for traditional medical treatment. For medical advice, you should consult a licensed healthcare specialist. For more information, please refer to the terms of use on our website at loveandlightschool.com.